Wings Up, a podcast about FAMU athletics, is here to talk about FAMU in a positive light, what's going on, and always keep you abreast as to the most up-to-date events related to FAMU athletics, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, or even FAMU golf. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up to the light. We're going to share it so that you can brag and tell all your other friends in the swag that FAMU is the greatest school on this side of heaven. I'm Keith Hadley, and I am a graduate of Florida University, and I also run the FAMU Fifth Quarter on Twitter. Like the Twitter page, follow it, and make sure you share it with your friends so that they can keep up to date as to how great FAMU is, so that if they're not a rattler, they can know their kids need to be. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up here in It has been a less stressful week than it has been in previous weeks. For those who want to follow the Florida University Rattlers, we currently do not have an athletic director as of yet, but we have other things that are going on. Uh, One of the things that we're going to highlight, and we're going to highlight several things in this show, but we're going to highlight the football program, highlight some of the upcoming football camps, as well as some of the recruits. Not going to go through all the recruits because we had a recruiting frenzy this past Saturday. Yesterday alone, we probably offered I would say about 15 10 or 15 students so that's a lot of names just to read off and I don't want to bore you with that uh also FAMU softballs the season has come to an end after the SWAT tournament we're going to talk about that FAMU baseball's not looking good right now last time I checked the good guys in orange and green were getting beat again the golf team has an upcoming meet and we're going to go inside the Rattlers den and inside the den Uh, We're going to talk about recruiting and kind of talk about what are some of the basis or basics that your student can do to help themselves get recruited. And we're just going to start with that there. If it if we run out of time, we may continue going on with that and make that a whole little theme there. But first thing in talking about recruiting, the HBCU mega camp is going to be taking place on May 29th in Orlando, Florida at the Emory Hamilton Sportsplex. If you're not sure where that is, it's pretty much the Central Florida Fairgrounds. So if you've ridden on State Road 50, also known as Colonial, in downtown or not not far from downtown Orlando, that is where the site is. It's pretty easy to find. If you are coming off of I-4, it's probably easier to make a right turn in opposed to making a left turn. Uh, That turn on State Road 50 is somewhat difficult. It's a six lane road in that area where all the car dealerships and everything are. And it's also where I believe Barnett Park is as well. So it's a very large area. There's always something going on there and it can be sometimes cumbersome to get there, but it's going to be on a Sunday. It will be hot, though. So let me forewarn anyone who is going, please bring a water bottle. Uh, Don't don't send your child there with just one water bottle either, because if you send them there one water bottle, these the way our students are, our children, somebody going to ask for a waterfall because they didn't get any water, and they're going to end up getting a half a water bottle. Send your student there with two or three water bottles, if not just a whole gallon of water for them to drink throughout the day. Uh, that way they, they do not become dehydrated because this event is going to run for a good part of the day. I believe it's like a nine to three event, but you can look online if you're not familiar with the events page, check out the Twitter page of our recruiting coordinator, Coach Two Bless. It's at Coach Two Bless. 
He has the information up there, as does Willie Simmons and some of the other coaches. They also have a website, but I, I found so far that the Twitter mechanism is the best uh, way to follow along. It's $50 if you pay early, $75 at the door. No, I'm not getting paid to advertise. I'm talking about FAMU Athletics because FAMU is going to be there. Bethune-Cookman is going to be there. Edward Waters and Florida Memorial will all have coaches there. And the purpose for these events are not just so that your student can meet the coaches and get recruited. It's also so that they can get the experience and get the college workout atmosphere. But it is definitely about recruiting. So let's not underestimate the importance of having your student get recruited early, meet the coaches so that later on, if the coach likes your student, maybe they can get an offer extended to them. But I'm not guaranteeing you that. I'm just saying this is an opportunity where your student gets to meet the coaches who are at the HBCUs in the state of Florida. We have another camp that is coming up and FAMU and Cookman will also be here, but this one's going to be in Tallahassee is the sunshine showcase over 30 colleges and universities are going to be there per the uh, page that they have on social media. This one's run at Florida state though. It's going to be at the old intramural fields that are right there in college town. I haven't seen how much it costs or anything like that. They have not shared that information from what I've seen. That's going to be June the 5th. And again, FAMU is going to be there. Florida State's obviously going to be there. Cookman's going to be there. I believe Alabama State, but I know Albany State, Edward Waters are also going to be there. And several other schools. And the, the schools range from Division One to Division Two. I saw where they mentioned Division Three may be there, but I can confirm the information saying that division one and division two schools are going to be there. So these are some great opportunities for your students to get recruited. Our coaches are going to be there and FAMU recruiting has been more aggressive than it's probably ever been. I cannot recall a time where FAMU was out there actively recruiting four and five star talent when they were freshmen and sophomores in high school. I know normally in the past FAMU will come late. Normally, junior year will extend an offer. Senior year will extend an offer. But it doesn't seem like we've always been as active as we have this year, at least not publicly. I could be wrong for that statement, but publicly, FAMU has not always offered a 2023, 2024 athlete two years before they were eligible to go to college. Normally, we wait till their senior years in high school, not freshman, sophomore and sometimes juniors like normally we're, we're a little late to the party. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that change. That That's a needed change. If we're going to compete with our counterparts in the Southwestern Athletic Conference and abroad, we have to recruit earlier. We have to be able to get our talent to come into FAMU and we're going to continue to widen our talent base as we go forward. So it's uh, very important that we continue to support these type of ideas, these efforts. And some of this is going to go back to NIL. NIL has a shelf life, in my opinion. Um, The NCAA is starting to crack down, but they are going to be cracking down on a few other things as well. And we're definitely going to talk about that in the next episode, what they're going to be doing. Uh, But it is a lot. And this is kind of the wild west of college sports. And right now these students are able to make money and do all kinds of different things that are going to be able to, potentially support their dreams and whatnot. And for you as a parent, one of the great ways to support your student is send them to one of these camps, let them meet the coaches, let them get to know each other because 
this is a great time for them to get uh, get to know the coaches and whatnot. So that's our first segment there, y'all. We're going to stop right there, take a pause for the calls. We're going to come back and talk more recruiting, talk about some of the potential athletes that have been offered by Florida a University. Not all of them. It's been a recruiting frenzy. And I can look up here and count a good about 20 students that we've already offered. And if you really want to follow, follow the FQ Family Twitter page. If you're not, what are you doing? I post on there daily and we are probably the most, one of the most up-to-date pages when it comes to family recruiting. I, I definitely pride myself in very seldom is there an athlete that has been offered by FAMU that is on the Twitter atmosphere that we do not make contact with, uh, that we do not retweet their information, and then share it so that the public can know. And a lot of times we follow the athletes if they follow us as well. So if you're not following the FQ FAMU Twitter page, you definitely should be doing such. And we got hopefully got some news coming up with a potential uh, sponsor and some potential branding opportunities. So that being said, we're going to take a pause for the call so we can get some bills paid. This is Fangs Up. All right. Welcome back again. We've got some summer camps that are going to be coming up. We can call it summer camp uh, for our potential recruits. And mentioning recruiting, FAMU has been on the recruiting trail hot and heavy. Uh, you, If you're a frequent listener, you're noticing I'm naming 5, 10, 15 recruits sometimes per week. This week is one of those weeks where we have a lot of recruits that have been offered by Florida A&M University. And the first one is Ramsey Cole. He's a 5'8 wide receiver from Ruskin, Florida. That's outside of that Tampa area. And uh, he attends Leonard High. He's a 2025 recruit. So that goes back to that me saying that FAMU is recruiting younger players, offering them very early and trying to get more talent in here. Like Jonte Gilbert, another 2025 guy. He's from Atlanta. He's a DB. So we're starting to see FAMU is focusing on the, on the skill positions, the secondary, as well as the receiving core are a focus for FAMU this year. And that's always been an area that FAMU's done well in recruiting just because there are so many people body-wise that can play receiver, corner safety. It's just, it's an easier position to try to recruit because especially in a state like Florida, you're able to get a lot of players with speed that have decent size. And even if they don't have that, that six foot frame, there's nothing wrong with a five, eight, five, nine corner. I mean, we're seeing that with BJ Bowler. He's a, Five nine corner, probably the best corner on the team. So uh, we're starting to see FAMU is continuing to recruit skill positions. Another one, and again, continuing this idea of recruiting early. FAMU is recruiting Gavin Nix. He's a 5'11", 210-pound linebacker from Orlando, Florida, but he attends IMG. IMG is a national powerhouse. They do not play in the playoffs in the state of Florida, largely because they recruit pretty much. I mean... They're getting players from all over the nation, but the students are going there because they're getting chances to play in the NFL. They're getting the chances to play at higher, higher levels, and they're not going direct from high school to the NFL, but they're going to schools like Alabama, Florida State, Florida. I mean, and I, I'm being nice to say Florida State, Florida State's quarterback, A.J. Duffy, came from there. He could start um, next year more than likely than this year, but a lot of their players that come out are high-quality players that are pretty much college ready. And that makes a big difference when you're looking at the quality of player, the quality of talent. 
and students are willing to go down there for that. I mean, it's it's in Bradenton. It's a great time to be had by the students. FAMU is also recruiting uh, players like Malik Blockton. He is a defensive lineman from Alabama. So, again, FAMU's going to – we kind of got a little triangle here, y'all, between Florida, Georgia, Alabama. And keeping in Florida, we're also going to get – offer tj capers he's a linebacker from miami columbus high school but he's a five-star recruit so we kind of already know what happens when it's a four or five-star recruit we're not saying fam you can't get them we're just saying it's not very likely and it's not that fam is not the brand or whatever we're saying that when you're talking about nil money we're talking about players that are getting offered hundreds of thousands of dollars to play college football over the table right now we can't compete now we get an NIL collective or something like that going, we might be able to, but the idea of offering some of these five stars is, Hey, if we're your first choice, great. We want to be your first choice, but if we're your backup later on, we're also fine with that as well. And we saw that with Marquise bell, Marquise bell family was not his first choice. After things happen, he goes to a Juco. He comes to FAMU has a really great season. Some people felt like his season last season was not as good as the previous season uh, when I listened to some NFL pundits, but he had a solid year. And so far with the Dallas Cowboys, no complaints. He looks like he's going to make the team, at least the practice squad. But I would be highly surprised if he doesn't make the team because the Cowboys secondary is trash and Marquise Bell is good. We saw the same thing with Savian Williams. Savian went to Tennessee. Things didn't work out. He comes down to FAMU. And he dominates for much of the season. I mean, you could tell the difference when Savion gets off the field. I've said it once. I've said it in private. I'll say it in public. If Savion Williams plays in that Jackson State game, we win that. I, I, I'm just that confident about the young man, his talent, what I've seen. And he's not yoked out. Like, he's not completely, like, all – he doesn't have that Aaron Donald complete muscled-up look. He's still got a little ways to go. So, if he continues to work out – and do work in the gym. The the Jets got a steal with that guy. If 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 he continues to work really well. Um so but continuing down the recruiting trail and I'm gonna hit about four or five more. Um so that we can kind of talk about recruiting but not overwhelm you with the names. Uh Kavion Henderson, a six three defensive lineman. He's another guy from Alabama, twenty twenty four guy, but he's a four star recruit. And uh we're kind of seeing that Okay, he's recruiting these four and five stars. Hopefully we can get them. One of the things I do I do like about it is that we're we're willing to recruit them. And we're not just looking at recruiting boards and offering every three star, every four star, every five star. We're offering players who may not have any stars. For instance, like Angel Lopez from Tallahassee Rickers High School on the south side of Tallahassee. He's a 6'2 defensive back. He's class of 2024. He doesn't have any stars yet, but he's got potential. He's got size. And he looks like he got a little bit of that what for to him. So you're consistently seeing that we're recruiting guys that are from Florida that are local. And he's not the only guy from Rickards that we're, that we're recruiting. Another one is Arnell Person. He's a 2023 athlete. And the guy plays everything. He does everything but sell popcorn. Mr. Cook, Principal Cook, you may want to talk to that young man and see if he wants to make some popcorn at halftime. But he plays tight end, outside linebacker, defensive end, receiver, halfback. And he's a 2023 recruit. So this next cycle, he's going to be in there. 
So we got a chance, y'all. I mean, we, we got a chance to bring in some guys that are really going to make some game-changing moves. And another one from nearby Greenville, Florida. He goes to Independence Community College, Dream U, if you've seen Last Chance University, that that school, um, the one that says Indy the Pirates. Uh, 6'4", 305-pound defensive lineman. And he's coming in pretty much like off his freshman year. But throw that in there. Th- throw he's been in the college weight room for a year. It, 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 it may not be the weight room we have at FAMU, but it's a college weight room, college talent. And we've seen Independence has produced some good talent. That boy Jermaine Johnson at Florida State just got that couldn't get on the field of Georgia that transferred in to Florida State came from there. And dude was a monster. He's eating. And we got We have one of our safeties uh, from the defensive backfield from Independence this year. So that might be a little pipeline to watch. You may want to continue to watch what's going on because I really don't recall FAMU having a strong presence as far as recruiting junior college players since the Billy Joe era. And that was one of the biggest knocks on Billy Joe. Growing up, I remember all the the going to the barbershop and all the talk was, why do we keep getting all these junior college players? Why don't we get some high school kids? But then all of a sudden, the junior college players and the transfers turned into the dudes who were your best players, your your quarterbacks, your your guys that were a lot of the legendary rattlers from the Billy Joe era were transfer quarterbacks and transfer players that came from community college or smaller schools or, I mean, or bigger schools and came to fam and did great things. So we're going to see this continue going forward because FAMU has got a couple, a couple more junior college transfers. One is Jalik Thomas. He's a 5'11", 190 pound, five pound free safety, but he's from Macon, Georgia. Again, notice FAMU is intentional in its recruiting of Florida, Georgia, and Alabama prospects, but particularly Florida and Georgia. Guys from Alabama uh, are being recruited, but guys from Atlanta, guys from Orlando, Tampa, Miami, and Tallahassee are the lifeblood of this program. And don't let me forget Duval. Jacksonville was so good to us in recruiting. I I, I apologize if I've offended anyone from Jacksonville because Reigns High School might as well be FAMU FAMU High Point 2.0. Because DRS is there, but Reigns has been sending family products that have been fruitful for a good, mighty long time. So we are very much tied in. Uh, another JUCO transfer that has been offered by FAMU is Man Derek Beal. And he's a 6'4, 340 pound interior offensive lineman from Tatum, Texas. Tyler Jamunique, Tyler. Junior college, they don't call them community college in some areas. Junior colleges, uh, and he's a 2022 recruit, so he's supposed to come out this cycle. So another big offensive line. I know last week we talked about FAMU offering an offensive lineman, and the reason FAMU is offering these larger than life offensive linemen, 330 pound plus, is because we saw what the swag is. South Carolina State exposed it. Fam, you exposed it as well. You can run the ball against the teams in the SWAC. And just like any conference, if you can dominate the line of scrimmage, you can win a game. So now it behooves FAMU to continue to recruit large offensive linemen that can push the pile, that can continuously make holes and gaps for our running backs because 
this year's running back group is not quite as fast as last year's maybe at least the big name running backs our big name running backs are strong dudes so they're the dudes you give them 20 30 carries a game and they may carry you to the promised land but you still got the rack boys you still got the tight end we just got from florida state goss i mean fam you we, we got some really good recruits that have come in in this cycle and we're continuing to stay on the recruiting uh trail so and i didn't name all the kids i skipped over a few because it was just so many but FAMU's recruiting has stepped up its game, and it has become a force that the SWAC is going to have to pay attention to. To me, the top three teams recruiting-wise in the SWAC are Jackson State, FAMU, and Grambling. Grambling has stepped up their game. The big question is, are they going to be able to sustain that? Because a lot of the players that they've gotten are from places like California. And routinely, we notice a lot of the recruits from California don't always stay here on the east in the East as long, uh, but they tend to like it. It's just it's so far the plane ticket to travel the distance and whatnot. And it's hard. I mean, getting in Tallahassee is not easy, let alone Grambling. Like there's only so many swag cities that you can truly fly into. So we're going to see how this recruiting looks like. But FAMU is in that top three of recruiting and we're going to need to stay there. We got we got to find a way because talent is what wins games. It's the X's and O's are important, but the Jimmy's and the Joe's are probably more important at least to me and most other people. So family football, great things going on. We're going to talk more about that uh, in the coming weeks as the, as the season continues to progress. And hopefully we'll have a little bit of footage from the uh, recruiting event that they're having, or it's not a recruiting event, the camp that they're having here in Orlando in the coming weeks. So that is uh, us talking about the football team. We're going to move on to the softball team and talk about what's going on with softball, baseball, as well as the basketball team. And we're going to finish the show with our little segment where we talk about recruiting here. This is Fangs Up. All righty, y'all. The, the boys and the girls of summer are about to finish their seasons. And uh, we, we, we we did okay in softball this year. Uh, if you've been listening, we, we said weeks ago that it was going to be a losing season for the softball team. And they did make the swag tournament. Glad they made it proud of them. Uh, first season. That is, that's an accomplishment. We got a first year coach over there. I mean, really a brand new program. So you got a brand new program and the program is making some noise. But we go to the SWAC tournament and over to both games are losses. The game uh, first game was a 4-3 loss. It was close. Uh, really, it could have went any way. We could have won that game, but we lose it. And uh, PV goes on to win the tournament. And the second game is a blowout against Southern University our very traditional rival uh, within the Southwestern Athletic Conference, most notably for football. Uh, FAMU Southern football game is like no other. I don't care if it's at A.W. Mumford or if it's at Bragg. I've been to both, and it's a vibe, y'all. Uh, but FAMU is going to lose to Southern, and that's going to conclude the softball season. The ladies aren't going to make the NCAA tournament. And from hearing some some reports, there was an uptick in talent uh, was one of the reasons again, first year coach, but the swag is tougher than the MEAC when it comes to softball. Um, I mean, that that's just can't go without being said. And even going to some of the games, like I, like I said before, I went to the Mississippi Valley state game and that game, you could tell Valley had talent. Like Valley was not, they weren't very, 
intimidated by FAMU. They they belonged. And we're going to see that within the Southwestern Athletic Conference. The talent level is there. And we're going to notice that we are going to have to recruit a bit better in some areas, um, much like the football team. As you see with the football team, we've expanded what we've recruited. And we've seen the same thing in basketball. Um, and that's just a great way to kind of segue in that direction. But we'll, we'll wait for that. But we, we've seen the talent levels increase. Uh, same thing in baseball as well, though. So we're going to take that segue, though. Uh, the baseball team is playing Jackson State right now as I record. And we are losing. Uh, and we're about to get swept if we lose this game. We've already lost the series. FAMU was in first place going into the game. But we are currently looking like this may be a sweep. And I don't know if you're like me. I really don't want that. Um, and it's not because I don't, I don't hate Jackson State. I want to be in first place. I want to win. Um, and I don't mind saying that. And we need to win games like this, series like this, in order to have some success. And in order to continue to grow the brand and grow the product, we just recently got a left-handed pitcher uh, that pitches and hits lefty. But we got to continue to recruit better and get more talent because the team is pretty good. Like we're, we're kind of figuring out our system for how we want to use it. And you can definitely tell this conference tournament is our primary focus. But I'm definitely hoping that we we do a little bit better as far as uh, some of the other series. But baseball wise, we were in first place um, after this series. We'll see. I think we'll follow the second if we get swept. Uh, and then after that, we got BCU and BCU is not a cakewalk either. So we're, we're seeing that we've entered a more difficult conference in the SWAC. But we've also noticed that we're able to hold our own for the most part. Like it's not that we're just getting blown out. The only sport we really got blown out in was really women's basketball. And that was because of COVID for the most part, but the men's basketball team was amazing. I mean, MJ is supposed to be going to the NBA G league combine. So we're seeing that we have the talent to compete and we're bringing in more people, especially on the basketball team. Jalen Bates from Gaston college, six, seven, He's a forward or a wing player, meaning he plays power forward, small forward. But I project him as a small forward, if not, maybe a two guard if we can get some more size. Um, But he is a guard that's coming from Gaston College. He's officially signed. He's in. Uh, Another guy, Jordan Tillman, 6'2", Conyers State College. He's in. He is a guard. And we're going to see the numbers on some of them were okay, six points per game. Uh, we're going to see, we need a little more than that. We, we definitely need guys who can put in, give us some buckets. Like family needs guys that are going to be able to give us 10 and two, 12 and 12 and five. And when I'm saying 10 and two, 10 points, two rebounds, 12 points, five assists. Like if you got a, a team of guys that are giving you 10 points and college basketball, that's really a pretty that's a winning recipe. You got you got a your starting five can give you ten apiece, and then you can go on the bench and get two more guys to give you two ten. That's seventy points. Most college basketball games, that's a win. I mean you and especially if you get an outlier guy that can give you fifteen or twenty a night, and the other guys on the on the court can give still give you that ten, all of a sudden you got forty points. Plus that 20, that's 60. That's, that is competitive basketball 
or college basketball. NBA-wise, you're getting smoked. But that's pretty good. So congratulations. Uh, We also have the golf team. Golf team is going to be going to the SWAC tournament. We finished in second place last time. Only problem was we stunk it up for the first day so bad that we spent the entire last day coming back and finished in second place. If we played like we did the first day, the second day we win that first SWAT tournament. So uh, a lot is uh, going on as far as the spring sports and the seasons are concluding. So we're going to be talking about some uh, upcoming things. I might've gotten a little bit of ruffle some feathers uh, when we were talking about the quarterback battle, but we're going to talk about position battles, look at who we have and who are some of our competitions that you should keep an eye on. So we're going to talk about that uh, going forward in some of our future shows, but we're going to finish the show by going inside the den and we're going to talk about recruiting, how you can get recruited, who you need to hit up and what you need to do on your end to get recruited. And we're going to just do a quick blast for it, but this may be something where we may, we may have to go into more detail because our students need to know how to get recruited. So we're going to pay some bills and then we're going to come right back. All right, welcome back. We're going to finish the show with our Inside the Den segment. And in this segment, we're going to talk about recruiting, what your student can do to get recruited, and some of the tips and tricks that you may not know of that other students are taking advantage of and that a lot of our students aren't paying attention to. Um, And I'm going to hit the grades thing last because that's going to be uh, going to where it needs to be. It's the most obvious one. First thing is make sure you have your NCAA ID ready. Register for the NCAA ID information, preferably when you're in high school. I wouldn't do it too early, but sit down with your coach or your guidance counselor and get some help with that. I mean, there are people that pay thousands of dollars to get their NCAA stuff handled and taken care of, and it can be cumbersome. It's not that difficult, but I'll be honest, I've done it before. I I do it. I used to do it for students all the time, but I wouldn't do it for free right now, (laughs) but I was getting paid. I did that and my students were able to get into college. I actually had one get drafted this year, one of my former students. Um, congratulations, Kirby Joseph, um, University of Illinois. He's with the Detroit Lions. But his stuff was so easy because his grades were right, good character. It was like, oh, what does he need? Dude, you don't even need me. Here you go. Here's your NCA stuff. You're good to go. Like, But have your NCA ID ready. Also have videos, pictures. Have a Twitter page. Twitter is where most of your coaches are. Of course, older generation has Facebook, Instagram, but most coaches are on Twitter. Almost all of them. They recruit from there. They make contact. They DM all sorts of things. That is a game changer because now if you have a Twitter page, I can look at your videos. I can go to your huddle. If you have a 247, I can go there. I can look at your height, weight and speed. And now I have a background for what you may look like because all the height weights and speeds are not correct some of these students are lying and some of them are grown some of these guys are saying they're five eight when you go to their huddle page 180 pounds or 115 pounds or whatever and that was from their freshman year they never updated it so now you go to see them and do six two two thirty and it's like your huddle doesn't match what happened oh i did that with a freshman so keep that stuff up to date add information to it because sometimes I can just look at your film as a person who looks at recruiting and who's looking to highlight the students. I can look and be like, Oh, that kid's grown 
since his freshman year. That information is outdated. Okay, well, let me go here. Let me go there. Because when I'm looking to report somebody has been offered by FAMU, I do look at your height, your weight, what school you're going to, where you're from, so that I can share that information out so that it's like, oh, snap, it's this guy from this area. Because I want the students to get some hype. I, I want the students to get some attention. And uh, lastly, though, and most importantly, it's the most common sense part of recruiting. It's your grades. I mean, your personality is huge. You you need to be a good person because coaches do ask, what is this kid like outside of the classroom? And they will rescind your offer if you're a jerk. But if your grades are trash, they can't recruit you. The NCAA works on a sliding scale. So how the sliding scale works is the higher your test scores, normally meaning SAT or ACT, the lower your GPA needs to be. So, for instance, if you are a student with a 4.5 GPA, you can have a pretty bad or pretty low test scores. Why? Because your academic rigor indicates that your grades are good. Whereas if you're a student who has no grades, you're going to need really high test scores. And all of a sudden that serves as a gatekeeper. That's why students are going to JUCOs and other places sometimes because they didn't cut the mustard to make it out of high school now they have to go to juco route and there's nothing wrong with that but the thing is the amenities are different the facilities are different the financial aid is different and so you're seeing that the students are not offered the same things at juco's that they're offered at most four-year institutions especially your division one division two institutions now once you get to d3 eh, it's about the same um if not better at a lot of the juco's but your grades are going to determine where you go and your destination. So um, that's one of the big things. And what the NCAA is looking for is they're looking for you to have a certain amount of English or language arts requirements, a certain amount of history slash social studies, a certain amount of math, science, foreign language. And they also look at some of your electives and they let you pick and choose the electives. And what happens is all these grades are put together to create a cumulative GPA and it's that's really what they use to look at but coaches want players with good GPAs because especially if you're at a school like a FAMU or a FSU the players are getting full rides for division one but if you have to go to to a division two school you're getting partial scholarships so what they do is they match up your financial aid that you get from like FAFSA and the student loans that you get offered with whatever academics they can offer you. And if you're not a D1 athlete, all of all athletes aren't D1. Then, and you may be a division two athlete. You may be able to still go to college for free because your grades and your financial aid all mesh up to where you're going to college for a low, low price of free 99. So those are just some of the things that our students have to make sure they're paying attention to. And you can start on some of these classes early. Um, Some of these classes you can take in places over the summer. You can take in middle school because the new big thing that sets apart a lot of recruits is also early enrollment. Uh, You have students that at the end of the fall semester or going into the um, spring semester are able to start college. And college is like that because now you're getting an extra three to six months in a college weight room. You're getting to develop yourself. And then you're also getting to compete against college level talent. And there's a little bit to say about that because you're going to grow faster because 
you're playing against the big brothers. It's just like that one kid that's, man, he's balling out. Well, why? He's always playing with his big brothers. It's the same idea. So your grades need to be right. Your NCID should be on your profile somewhere so the coaches can see it. And have some videos up there because huddle is cool. It's I like it. Um, max preps, I'm not a huge fan of, but it, it serves a purpose. Max preps is awesome for like, being at a football game or recording the score, recording what happens and taking pictures. I love that aspect about it. I've actually done it at some games, but looking at height, weight and speed, I don't trust max preps most times. Um, but when it comes to like you get it being on rivals and stuff, I mean, rivals is probably the best when it comes to that kind of stuff. So um, that being said though, um, those are just some of the tips and tricks as far as getting in and making yourself more marketable as a high school student, have good grades, have visibility, and also your personality and whatnot, and have your NCA stuff taken care of. That puts you so far ahead of the people that are unprepared that the coaches are able to talk to you, they're able to recruit you, and really look to help you out in any way possible. And if you need help with any of that stuff, feel free to drop a uh, message in, in the FQ Twitter page, uh, the email there, or the message link there. Follow like and share and i'll reach back out to you i mean i may not be able to fix the problem for you but i can try to help you out as best as possible because in the long run i'm really here to help the kids so that is the episode y'all i appreciate your time and i'm excited to see what's going to be taking place as far as famu athletics especially uh this upcoming football season orange blossom class is going to be crazy we may have to make our way down there. Um, and hopefully we're going to have some announcements for y'all coming up soon. So that being said, um, thank y'all for listening. Enjoyed your your time and your viewership. Like and subscribe on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, all those platforms. And it's always going to be fangs up.